Greetings to you all, including my mother, who doesn't listen to this podcast. And what's this podcast? Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. <laughs> Welcome to the Couple of Critics Podcast. I am Sam. And I am Michelle. Welcome. I totally forgot about that. Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. I introduced Sam to Bob Lazar last night, and uh, I also threw it to How Bizarre. I threw his name into How Bizarre, and it seemed to stick for the entire night last oh night. Oh, God. We were just watching the documentary, and the whole time, I'm just going, Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. <laughs> Couldn't stop. But as I told you last night, you have saved that song for me now, because that song has a history of getting stuck in my head for months at a time. That's the part that we get stuck in my head. I'd be walking around the house like, ooh, baby. That's the best part of the song, though. Clearly the the weaker part of the song. Yeah. So now now you can say, if you want to know the rest, hey, by the rights, Baba Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. Yeah, you saved Lazar. that song. Actually, I have a history with that song as well, with your cousins uh, you that live behind me. They would always, when that song came out, they played it all the time. Uh, in some car. It it's didn't have a top. loved Mexicans. It didn't have, <laughs> it didn't have a convertible top, or it had a convertible top. Those blonde white girls really loved their Mexicans. Oh, when come on now. When the town was full of them. They did. Yeah, that's why they blasted. But it's not a point to bring up. (laughs) What did they like? Dark skinned men? There's nothing wrong with that. I'm (laughs) not judging them. Sound that way? (laughs) No, I'm just saying they loved Mexican men, so they were blaring that fucking music. Well, as long as we're clarifying that, yeah, they did love Mexican. Fuck yeah, they did. (laughs) One of them had three Mexican babies. Only one of them surprised. Actually, no, that's a lie. I'm so I'm sorry. You a liar? The oldest one married a man. And but he, and she had twins with him, and he ended up committed sui- committing suicide. Oh wow, that's yeah. not cool. Yes, he was in the military. He suffered extreme PTSD. Wow. So after she gave birth to these uh, twin babies, her husband hung himself in the barn. Good times. So yeah, is that we're... public knowledge? Should you have said that? I'm not saying names or anything. <laughs> I don't think it's hard to find out. And I think that it <laughs> it makes sense that people hear stories all the time about. People being in the military and suffering PTSD and having a hard time living with the fact that they've that. killed people and watched people around them die. It is definitely It's a, a huge fucking problem. real thing. But let's get back to the important matter. Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. <laughs> um, he is the main whistleblower on the Area 51. We didn't really talk about it. Type stuff. Do you but, believe um, him? I do. I 100% believe him. Do I believe that his memory is maybe 100% correct? No, because I believe we're all faulty. Yes, but I agree with that. I do. Th- I think he's telling his truth. I believe him 100% too. Yeah. Because he, he just seems so adamant about it. I think I just said the word wrong. I can't say anything right. Yeah, I like to make fun of you on the podcast about how you're bad. He seems with- so passionate about it. And he's, he's yeah. And when he's like, when he's in, when you insinuate that he's lying, he's like, you can see a rage that I have felt when somebody tells me I'm lying and I know I am not. But then he's also just like, seriously, what the fuck do I have to win with this? I, that part, some people in the world just like to be that person. So if if you were getting attacked like he says he was, which there's no 
you know, I don't know what evidence there is of that, you know, getting shot at or mm-hmm. threatened like that. If that was actually happening. He's definitely had raids that have been. That's true. That's true. The so papers. there is something fucking going on. Yes. I mean, if they knew that he never had anything to do with it, like I could come on. It's because the f- they thought he took an element 151. He, yeah. Like I was going to say, I could sit here and say that I took element 151, which I did not. I did not take element 151. <laughs> I said that straight to my phone. <laughs> Since that's what happened to him. But he got would, a raid after But they would look into it and be like, of course not. He's never been anywhere near that. So if they, he's obviously been there. He's if obviously they're freaked been out there. about it. He was saying things that the only someone who had worked there would know. That I information. Guess. Yeah. And if they think it was a threat, that's the only reason they would show up. Anyway, there's a documentary on <laughs> Netflix, Bob Lazar, and there are other parts to the title. But Bob Lazar is, again, the main whistleblower on the whole Area 51 thing. He was a scientist who worked there. And uh, he came out and he just confirmed that there are spacecrafts that were found in Nevada, in the desert. And he himself worked on trying to reverse engineer these machines that were made of anti-gravity and made in anti-gravity and within them worked unlike absolutely nothing that's ever been created on this planet. And he was just like, I don't think we need to, it's not really giving away secrets to just acknowledge that this exists. Yeah. He's not giving, I mean, he's not saying anything specific. He doesn't proclaim anything. I think it's funny. Other than what everyone pretty much assumes i think it's funny that it, it literally pisses him off that it's like we have this and you're denying the scientific world this possibility it's like against the scientific world that's like what really pisses him off it's mm-hmm. just that there are these things that we could science. use and grow from and and learn things from but you want to keep people stupid and you want to keep people silent and you just want people to not know. Well, Most people aren't going to be able to know what to even do with that information anyway. It's just going to go in one fucking ear and out the other. Yeah, until they can get somewhere in three seconds that's on the other side of the globe, then it's fucking great. But I mean, this information leaked 30 years ago, yeah. 30 plus years ago, and no one's been able to do anything with it. It's easy to make somebody look like Except, a kook, especially no. 30 years ago when people aren't like super access on the internet. They can just, you know, all these groups get together and they work on cases now. Well, think of it this way. And from my perspective, I, I assume. So we've had this information that he has unearthed this three plus decades ago. And where we are in 2019 is talking about raiding Area 51 and slapping cheeks. <laughs> so what have we done with this information? What have we done? Nothing. We're talking about raping aliens. That's all we're talking about. We're talking about storming Area 51 and fucking aliens. So you consider it is non-consensual. There's no way that we can communicate the same way. They're not going to be like, yes, fuck me. (laughs) This whole time, after being around these scientists who have been, I mean, if, if we're thinking about it from this perspective, that there are these aliens that have been held at this place and who have been studied and probed and whatever from human scientists, they're immediately going to see all these people storming and be like, fuck me. No, they're not. They're going to fucking kill us when we let them free. Unless they're all working together. But we're not even going to get there. What if, what if they... People what if who they... think they're going to storm Area 51... Well, it's not real. Nobody's going. No, I agree. But if anyone... I, I mean, I, if there are 50 fucking people who show up 
and they think that there aren't going to be people prepared with machine guns to take them every one of them down. They're not even going to need machine guns. They're just going to be like, hey, you, I have a threatening voice. Get the fuck down. And the 48 nerds that came along with that two other people that were actually strong are going to be like, this isn't what I signed up for, man. You think they'll be nerds? I'll think they'll be people who listen to Volbeat and drink tons of monster <laughs> energy drinks. Uh, I Maybe, yeah. As they say, lots of Kyles. Yeah, I guess. That's so unfair. I hate that names get chosen like that. I mean, what else would you describe a Kyle as? I don't need to describe a Kyle. Yeah. I thought we should just call it the monster guy. Every Kyle I've known isn't doesn't punch a fucking wall. You I know, know who, but you know who punched walls? A Sam punched walls. It's true, and you actually <laughs> an Adam punched walls. You would leave dents on your the hood of your car. Yeah, my old Buick Lesabre. Yeah, I don't do that stuff anymore. You were very angry. For people out. I'm still very angry, but I don't use my hands to punch walls. I pick up tools and hit things with the tool. That makes more sense instead of the force of impact being on your hands, which is something that you use. Yeah. Well, when when Adam broke his hand, that's when it was like, I can't do that. And it's scary. It makes no situation any better. I was always embarrassed every time after I did it. And even now when I have my temper tantrums, I'm still embarrassed after it. Like, I don't even like that I pick up a tool and then go hit something. I wish I could just be like, oh, well, but hopefully ima- it's better next time. Yeah, I kind of disagree with that. I think that if all of us had the ability to, like, there should be, in every city, in every state, there should be some sort of, like, demolition thing that's set up that's supposed to be, like, fun slash therapeutic that you can pay, and yeah, you go that, in. Right? I hope they do do it, but they... <laughs> There should be like these sledgehammers and you have all this equipment that you're supposed to wear and you go in and you just bust shit up. Old that, cars. It exists. It's it all, just not everywhere. everywhere. It should be everywhere because I think it is, I think <gasps> it would be fun, but I think Let's it would be supremely therapeutic for everyone. Let's open up one here. We just figured out our cash cow. And there are, I mean, we live in Southern Indiana, so there are plenty of properties that yeah. have cars just sitting and rusting. With well, weeds growing all around them. No, they're going to, well, that or they're going to sell them eventually for their scrap. <laughs> they're but, not going to do any of that. But Those assholes been, just <laughs> let it fucking rot. And just sit in their long. yard for years and years when people could be paying them to beat that shit up with a sledgehammer. I think it sounds good. They definitely exist, though. They'll do like glass rooms. You mm-hmm. wear protective. That's scary. Gear. Glass is scarier to me. Yeah, it is scarier, but I think they make you wear like pretty thick stuff so you're not going to get cut and they give you like a sledgehammer and you go and you break like a glass table and then like a thing a pitcher and glasses i would be act i would be peter gabriel the entire time <laughs> sledgehammer yeah 100 percent the whole time i'd be beating the hell out of things and yelling but i'd be like ha! <laughs> 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 the whole time. oh man can i do the backups can i be like sledge Kick the habit. Shed <laughs> I wonder if there's one near. Let's see if there's one near. That's fun. I think that's fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's a fun. I'm a vampire. I like the idea, and I've brought this up many times. I know in Indianapolis, they have those fucking axe throwing places. Yes. And yes. I want to do that. I think that would be fun. fun. too. 
And Bob shared that thing with us a while ago yeah, where you did. like throw footballs at bowling pins. Oh, yeah. That would be so much fun. That's in Cincinnati. Yeah. We should go to that. Well, let's do things. We are not doing things. <laughs> we should be doing things. So speaking of the things that we should be doing, we are a review podcast. <laughs> and we typically listen to each other's uh, media. Well, not typically. I'd say the, the whole structure of this podcast is that. Every week we listen to each other's suggestion and uh, we take we talk something about that it. we like and give it to the other one and see if they like it. And we, and we talk about our likes and don't. dislikes and we often come from uh, <laughs> different sides, but usually find pretty common ground, I would say. We, we don't like argue with each other about songs, which no. would be interesting. Have we gotten heated yet over songs? I don't think so. I don't think we have. We've gotten heated. We've gotten heated and had to stop had the to podcast. Back. Yeah. <laughs> But, but that's just typical. But it was over some relationship. It wasn't stuff. over like, how could you not find this song magical? I don't even remember what it was about. So that's that's how small it was, it fucking, was definitely about. It was a marriage. It was it was our fights. It was over something fucking dumb that shouldn't have been fought about. But you got to fight about something. That's what happens when you've been together for so long and you don't have like real problems because you like actually respect each other and don't fuck each other over. So the problems that you have are like. Did you, were you just being a dick? I think you were just being a dick. Well, I think you were just being a dick. Well, I'm going to be a fucking dick now because I think you're being a dick and I don't know how to take this. That's pretty much what relationships seem to be. Uh, that's um, funny. But we're not like, fuck you. We never do try that. Not to, we no. don't. We don't actually try to hurt each other, but we are a I reactionary. Call it, I call it doing damage. I don't like, there's certain things you can say and it does damage. Because we still respect each other and we don't want to tear the other person down. I don't want to break you into pieces. Oh my god, I just... sat on my nut. Oh, sorry. See, I'll just let you break yourself. <laughs> I don't even have to do anything. Oh man, that hurt. All you have to do is just sit wrong and shake it off. I gotta shake them down into place. All right, you want to get to So yeah, reviewing? I think we should uh, start this album that uh, is your pick. It's your week. I chose. This week I went with No Effects. White trash, two heaps and a bean. The very PC title, which, <laughs> which almost everything on this podcast. While you're is bringing it up, is uh, more PC, PC than was supposed to. Be. <laughs> Good job. All right, as I told you before the podcast, though the original title, and I'm gonna be offensive here. They wanted it to be white trash, two kikes, and a spick. You're not being a racist. You're just. I'm just representing what they're saying. You're what representing? they wanted it to be. I'm representing. You're yo. motherfucking representing. I thought. I don't you were know just why they changed it. Probably regurgitating. Probably because you think they changed that because it's crazy. Like it's not. It's like way on the I side of. I think that there are going to be a lot of places that wouldn't sell it. That's true. And you need places. I mean, if you're not, which from what I've read, they were really big into not. No folding into the mainstream yeah, and no MTV major and all of that stuff. Like yeah. they didn't want their videos to be put on the major. I mean, they would be on like much music and like Canadian yeah. stuff, but they yeah. would not do MTV type stuff at all. So fuck, where was I going with this? The fact that we do not have a memory. We have a really bad memory. I've also been <laughs> drinking tonight, so I do apologize. Oh, the fact that it's named what it is. So, oh, yeah. The fact that it's named what it is. Like, yeah, they they didn't have all of this big media pool 
because they weren't interested in playing that game. So I think if they had a super offensive name, it would be even harder to find the music. And they still, from what I read, it was important to them that people found the music. Yeah, that's a good theory. I would have never thought of that way. So like there would be a high percentage of stores that just you imagine some Jew. Jesus Christ, I said that so bad. What? Some Jewish guy. Can you imagine? That was horrible. That sounded so bad. Can you imagine a Jewish guy? Owning a store. Can you imagine a real life Jew? Who made you imagine? <laughs> can you I imagine? Can only imagine. Can, can you imagine a Jewish dude a Jew. who's older and owns the store, may not be into no effects, but he wants to represent that music for the kids. Mm-hmm. And then he sees that and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I am not ordering copies of that to yeah. sell at my store. Yeah. Which I mean, I think even the the edited version is it's a lot to take in. I was kind of like, whoa, surprised because it's 2019 and you it don't is. usually hear two heebs. You don't hear heebs anymore. No, no. I didn't even know what and it a meant. Bean? No. No. Well, we don't really talk with people like that talk like that either. So I I I mean, fucking ten years ago, yeah. <laughs> people I don't know. Yeah, my sister. <laughs> <laughs> She definitely talked like that. She definitely You're throwing people like, under the bus so bad in this episode. I'm just being honest about the world. That's, that was years ago. It's not her podcast. That's not who she would she be. She's not like that this. now. I love my sister. <laughs> she does not call people beans anymore. <laughs> God. That's horrid. Horrid, horrid, horrid. I lost my headphones. And you lost your headphones. Um, I think we should just start listening to this goddamn album before you... Start throwing more family members under the bus. Who else have I thrown under the bus? Talking about your cousin's who husband who hung himself. I don't know if that's a story that's like public. It is. I don't. It's not like a. I mean, I can't it's say public it's to your story, family. And was it in the paper? <laughs> I assume it would have been, but it was in Texas. Ah, old Teja. <laughs> I think you should just play this. Let's do this. Let's get into the Snow Effects album. What's track one? This song is called Soul Doubt, which is a play on words. (laughs) Are you going to elaborate? Because it's spelled S-O-U-L space D-O-U-B-T instead of like sold out. You know, like punks and metalheads are always concerned about selling out. I never made that connection ever. Oh, really? I assume that's what it's about. It makes sense when you actually say it, sold out. But yeah, when you read it, sold out. He's got doubt of soul. Um, I'm going to say this. I don't really know. I've never read the lyrics for any of these songs. So I don't really know what a couple of these songs are about. So I don't know. I guess you listen to them, what I can understand of them. I think this song is actually about doubting himself, but... So when did this album come out, Sam? Do you know? 1992 sometimes. <laughs> nope, that's wrong. <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. This album came out November 5th of 92. November 5th? So how old were we? Seven? Six? Oh, six. Wait, no. You were seven. I was not yet seven. Hmm. I started listening to this album when I was like, I don't know, 15, 14? Because of Bob. Bob? 
I remember my mom didn't particularly enjoy the title of the album. Understandable. As a mother, that would be interesting. And my mother, who taught the 8th grade English and her part of her curriculum was teaching the entire Holocaust thing. Your mom did love the Holocaust. She did love the Holocaust. She just taught it very well. And the horrors. And she (laughs) cried every year, but she loved talking about it. So I will go to my grave or to your mom's grave and visit her every so often and be like, you love the Holocaust. <laughs> this episode's so crazy. I, I was earlier like, some Jew. <laughs> and now this. This is our, she, appeal, our, our feel. Our appeal is that we're offensive. So you know how she loved the Holocaust in quotations? I do. I really she do. She showed a lot of stuff in class. Didn't she, she have dinner with Ellie Wiesel? Yeah, she did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Continue. I used to make her so mad, and I'd be like, Ellie Weasel? <laughs> that she'd made her like, mad? Yeah, she'd be like, it's myself. It's disrespectful it to my friend. Disrespectful. But I forgot she did have dinner with him. But anyway, she had all that stuff that she showed in class, in all the, like, the books and the movies and the curriculum. There was a whole other box in this house that she couldn't showing class that had like more of the horrific stuff in it the actual like adolf hitler books that she had she had a no, bunch not of even stuff. that i'm saying like footage of like gas chamber stuff because when we were in school we it didn't show us like the torturous like huge piles of bodies i remember seeing that stuff though y- yeah you did for a glimpse but it didn't revel in it i think some of these things she was like she ordered him to potentially show in class and then was like, whoa, can't show this. Do you think it was her that put the hammer down or do you think that she had to run her <clears throat> curriculum by someone else first uh, who said, when you, I almost said her name, you cannot show pictures of piled dead bodies to children. Uh, we were eighth graders. We were old enough to see piles of dead bodies. Knowing my mom and the school system around here, they probably trusted my mom enough to know that she was intelligent enough to know what's good to show in class or not. Because my mom is very, like, she's not going to overstep her bounds at all. She follows the rules. When she gets an extra large fry handed to her in the McDonald's drive-thru, she tries to give... extra large fries, by the way. I'm saying an additional one that she didn't order. Okay. Oh, okay. An <laughs> she additional will try, large fry. Yeah, she will try to give it back. And they'll be like, we can't take that. And she's like, but I didn't order it. That's kind of like how honest she is. And then she she'll eat it. Fuck yeah, she'll eat it. She'll eat both. Or I would have eaten it. I'd always be like, what are you doing? Think of us three <laughs> additional large fries. You better so keep them all. So she was her... She did regulate. I'm what pretty she sure. Did. I don't. And plus, the school system in Batesville, they're not going to fucking pay attention to her. They're going to be like, "Yeah, she's Mrs. Isaac. She's fine. She's been doing this forever. Yeah, yeah. She loves the Holocaust. She's she, not going to put these gonna, kids in danger. <laughs> she's going to know what to show. God. All right, let's go on she's to the next DC. Huh? You went on the DC trip, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I, your so mother you and I in... both shed tears together. Are you serious? Not like standing next to each other, but I guarantee that she also cried. I was going to say, that means you were in the Holocaust Memorial Museum mm-hmm. with my mother at the same time. Yeah. We in were... other words, her favorite place on earth. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's not her favorite She loved place to on go earth. there and cry. It was like therapeutic for her because she, she could like absorb the feeling of all of those dead gassed 
Jewish bodies. You know what I learned in the Holocaust Museum? Is that Nick Peters thought a blowjob was actually someone blowing on a dick. That was there that you figured that out? That's where I didn't figure anything out. I figured out he was an idiot. <laughs> but I mean, you've brought this up to me many times. Yeah, so I guess I, I assume this is I like some big revelational moment. I and yeah, I don't. It was at the Holocaust Museum. I didn't know it was at the Holocaust <laughs> Museum that he argued that a blowjob was someone literally just blowing on I your penis. I don't know if he was doing it to be Nick and just like try and say something stupid and then just stick to his guns. No. Or if he literally thought you went like. I don't think oh, that, that feels good. Nicholas, I don't think he fucked with people so much like that. I think he was often super honest <laughs> and and sometimes misguided. <laughs> so I think that that would come out very genuinely and then probably looking back he's like god I was a fucking idiot because I do Gosh. I believe wholeheartedly that he believed a blowjob initially was blowing on a penis. <laughs> I believe that with my whole heart. I remember all of us in a circle just being like, what? <laughs> That's not what it happens. That's not you what it happens. It. You suck it. Come on. You suck it. Well, we're all little kids in the Holocaust <laughs> Museum. <laughs> you suck the dick. God. You don't blow on it. You suck it. Let's go on, on to the next song. Let's do it. So talking oh. about fucking underage children. Talking about sucking penises and blowing on penises. Hey, I'm 33 now. We can talk about this <laughs> Beep, beep, beep. This song is called uh, Sticking in My <laughs> Sticking in My Eye is what he actually said. What did it sound like I said? Stick in my eye. <laughs> stick in my eye. Stick in my Yeah. So, well, what's your opinion on this band, Michelle? Well, from what I looked up, I didn't look up much about this band, but No Effects seems to be kind of. I mean, they're punky, but there's a lot of ska in there as well. Yeah, yeah. It's in that, it's in that era. There are things about it. Um, I think Fat Mike sounds like he's sweating profusely <laughs> and consistently eating cheeseburgers. Which I think he was. <laughs> I think that's just what I think. Is it annoying to you? Most of the time... The music I listen to, the vocalist is annoying to you and grating. So I'm aware of no effects. I've always been aware of no effects. And it's something I've never been into. And I think it's primarily, once again, because of the lead singer. Yeah. I never liked Fat Mike's voice. Yeah. I'm I'm like half and half on Fat Mike. When it comes to his voice. Like, I like it here. But then there's sometimes where he tries to sing higher notes. And he cannot do it at all. Is he the only singer? Because no. El Jefe, the other guitar player, who this is his first album. He's the bean of the album. He, uh, I, I'm allowed to say that in this situation. Right? You are allowed to say that because that's. He the was connection. the Mexican of the album. He joined on this album, and he sings a lot of backup too. No, but are there songs at all that he sings lead on? Uh, I'm pretty because sure. Because there seems to be, a, at some point or another, a different voice that comes in lead. I'm pretty sure he's singing on a... What the fuck is it called? That It's a minor threat song. Uh, I know I know that yeah, one. Yeah, let me come up with edge. that real fast. Well, the one he's like, oh, I got straight edge. I think that's El Jefe. But I don't really know. Sounds more like him. Um, I was going to play a cover of that song okay. by another band you've also heard of. And the band's Rancid. 
It was pretty much no effects. Not really, but... Ooh, that's interesting. From what I've heard of Rancid, it's a little more tolerable vocally for really? me. Wow, that's very surprising. But I'm saying this from memory, and my memory is shit. I think I've established that many times on this podcast. Yeah, earlier we forgot what we were talking about in 10 seconds. That happens to me all the time. Yeah, this is better. He's got more of a graggle voice, too. He always has. Um, do you know who the singer of Rancid is? No. Tim Armstrong, singer of Operation Ivy. You remember um, we did that episode? Yes, I do. Bam. Uh, no effects and Rancid did a whole split where they covered each other's songs. I think I like this one better. I think I actually like Rancid more than No Effects, though. I definitely like the sound of this better. That bass player is fucking crushing it. I like the whole sound. It has like a fuller sound. It does have a fuller sound. A little faster, too. Mm-hmm. The song's so short that I'm letting the whole thing play. But yeah, I used to have, or no, Bob used to have this album, this split. Okay. And I used to listen to it all the time. And now it's not on digital media. So I'd have to find it again physically if I ever wanted to check it out. So have you guys bonded on this, or was this something that you just picked up from hearing him listen to it? My brother? Yes. Uh, bonded in a way that we didn't like listen to it together. Bonded more in the way that I'd just be like, dude. I like that, you know, and then him looking at his younger brother and saying, ah, oh, I'm the influence on that because he has said that in the past. I'm the reason you like the Misfits. I'm the reason you like Metallica. It's you, all him. Do you think that makes him feel powerful? Bob, does that make you feel powerful? I that think you had an influence on like your younger brother before a son? It does. I can feel the power from here. <laughs> He's trying to take credit for my musicianship. That's what he's doing. It's like when Tate used to be like, I taught him everything he knows. The only thing taught, taught? The only thing Tate could have taught you was how to get gout. And he would have been an excellent teacher. He would have been excellent. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Here we go. Tate's not alive anymore. The gout got him. Speaking of Bob, this is a song called Bob. Yeah, the song is called Bob. This is how I got into this album. I was like, oh, my brother's name is Bob. And I listened to this song and I really liked it. That's adorable. You loved your older brother. I guess I did. Aww. Aww. Except when he beat the shit out of me and picked me up behind my balls. Yeah. Which he says didn't happen. But I think the guy who gets it picked up by his own balls is going to remember it more than the guy who did the picking up. And the, well, more drugs in oh, his yeah. teenage years. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that son of a bitch. <laughs> wait, is this a jealousy son of a bitch right now? or? That's a... I can't wait. I'm going to get a crane and I'm going to pick him up by his balls someday. <laughs> Do you think he would make it? No, they would rip right off. He's huge, and his balls are small. <laughs> That's right. I said it. <laughs> I would know. I haven't seen his fucking stuff in a long, long, long time. I saw his stuff when we were early married. Really? When he was still drinking, and he walked over. He lived just like two blocks away from us, and he came over and stood in the fucking 
screen door for whatever reason, took a picture of his fucking freezing cold dick because it was like 15 degrees outside. The only reason why he could have even done this at all because he was drunk. And that's why he did it too, is to see if he could walk in that cold weather naked that far and get away with it. And he did, and that was when cell phones were not many computers, so it was it made sense that you would have left a cell phone at the foot of the bed so it would have woken me up as it did in the morning because all of a sudden the phone's just <laughs> vibrating so i wake up and i'm like oh i'm gonna open this phone look at this picture holy shit that's bob's dick here you go sam <laughs> i have seen yours and your brother's dick bob rock and roll <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have another cover. Do I need to talk about whether or not they looked similar? No, because I don't want to know. Well, one looks like it's on fire, and one doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take a guess that Bob's looks like it's on fire. He's the one who clearly has orange pubes. (laughs) (laughs) I got super bright orange pubes. Like, the hair on my head is like... Ten shades darker than the stuff downstairs. It's almost blonde. It is almost blonde. But it's like one of those smiley face Brillo pad things <laughs> that you that they put on Shark Tank that are really popular. That are like the scrubby things for your uh, dishes, but it's an actual smiley face, yeah. and it's supposed to be really good. I don't know what you're talking about, but do they owe me money for for replicating, replicating my your pubes? fucking harsh <laughs> Brillo pad? Bright pubes. <laughs> I yeah. Need, I need to get hair softener. <laughs> you need to condition your pubes. I need to condition my pubes. Let's go to the next song. All right. No, we're doing a cover again. Here's another cover. Guess who does this one? I don't... The Rancid. Misfits? <laughs> oh. is, is, that, is that what you have lined up? Is just Misfits? Covers? Rancid. Why did I say Misfits? I don't know. Rancid covers of what do you think? No Effects. This is the only one I have left. And this is Bob. Oh my god, I gotta rewind. Okay, Tim Armstrong likes to say words in very strange ways that no one says it that Like way. rappers, how they Kinda. change pronunciations of words to make things fit? Kind of, so really listen. Really give this a listen. I don't know what the it, words are. What doesn't you don't have to. Get 15 years getting loaded. 15 years to his liver exploded. What's Bob gonna do now that he can't drink? The doctor said, What do you think of beer? What do you think of beer? I want to think about nothing. He sounds intoxicated. That's part of his style. I don't know why. Not completing words. Yeah. Not enunciating. Yeah, it's very strange. But we're not going to listen to all this one. That was the last cover I have. We're not far into this, so that means we're relying heavily on no effects. I got one other song to play, but it's not a cover. All right, let's go on to Your Bleeding. If you give me about a week or so, that'll be true. (laughs) I don't know how you ladies deal with that shit. Well, most women compensate because they want to be parents. So they're like, this whole thing was worth it because I have these children. For someone like me who never plans on being a mother, it's a total fucking irritating waste of time. Uh, yeah, it seems like it. I just bleed from something every once in a while and it makes me feel bad. Mm-hmm. Sounds awful. And you're bleeding because your body needs something to help push out the rejected eggs 
and the uterine lining that your body peels off. It's good to be a guy. I imagine it is. It is. It's very nice. <laughs> I, and I've always wanted to be able to just have the pissing convenience of a man. Oh, not it's having just like a hose? To sit down. Yes. You have a fucking hose attached to you, and you could write your name in snow if you wanted to. And I do. I can't. I've never thought about that. That wow. makes me a little bit jealous. It makes me sad for women that you don't get to write your name and piss. Or I mean, fuck like wage gaps and you know equality <laughs> in other ways. What we're really missing out on is the ability to write our names in our piss and snow. At least that's the fight I'm willing to. That's the hill I'm willing to die on. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm willing to die on it. His voice on this is funny. It's like way more in that nasally, weird out tone almost. Yeah, there are many times in this where I really am not a big fan at all of the sound of his voice. Um, let me ask you about the music because we've barely really talked about it. I love the drums. Yeah, I think the, the music is fine. I don't have a problem at all with the music, but I like I like rock music. Yeah, I like rock music. I do, and I say <laughs> I feel like I say this all the time to kind of justify why I dislike something. Is that like I'm always like, guys, for real? Like I do like rock music, <laughs> but um, yeah, I just. So, like, the music itself is fine. It's just the vocals again. It's always the vocals. It's the vocals, and it's also kind of, like, the lyrical content. I guess, like, there's nothing for me to connect to. Uh, there's nothing that's, like, full-on super funny to me. Okay, yeah. And there's nothing that's, like, super cool. Yeah. To me, it's all just kind of, like, a mellow but with an intense voice, sometimes more intense than others. Mm -hmm. I think that's a punk kind of thing is like some punk bands are real, you know, political and they do right substance wise. But then there's a lot of punk bands that it's just, it's a free for all. And if it wants mm -hmm. to be about a sandwich, it can be about a sandwich. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be deep, mm -hmm. which is kind of, I like. Yeah, I think it's fine. Uh, I agree with you that there's nothing crazy funny on this album. No. Because um, I feel like a lot of times like kind of punky bands part of their attitude aside from just being kind of nonchalant when it comes to like authoritarians at least yeah there's still a sense of humor that usually kind of underlines somewhere and i don't feel that with no effects there's, at all there's satire a lot in punk yeah yeah and i i don't feel i feel like no effects is like trying to be taken seriously even though everything they do they're not necessarily saying like we're serious but it still just doesn't have that like lighthearted feel. It feels like people who are who like really mean what they're doing, I guess. They do, but they're just writing fun songs. Yeah, I guess I I just don't get the fun and I don't I don't mean that in like a negative way against them. I just don't have that like like I feel like bands like this might kind of go out of their way to be extra goofy sometimes to be like, yeah, like we're we're we don't give a fuck. And, like, we just want to have a good time. Yeah. I don't really hear the want to have a good time as much in this, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't think this album does represents that light of them that much. There are other albums that definitely do, mm -hmm. that are definitely goofier. 
even the cover is goofier and things like that. And then there are some albums that are definitely more political mm-hmm. and lean towards more of a actual message, but then they can go right the other way and just write something stupid. Yeah. So I think this is exactly what you're saying. This album doesn't represent what you're looking for yeah. or what you think they're going for that well. I think it, it's just kind of like we're here, we exist. It's not like th- I don't feel like they're trying to like make a mess of like no like they're real not really message. trying to say anything or or like take a stance. Yeah. Or I mean, I guess I I kind of lie. I, I I can't say a lie, but there are a couple times where I do think they get a little goofy. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they don't ride that line as much as even Guar. I feel like Guar is way goofier. Oh, yeah, this whole shtick is goofy on that. But I guess I kind of felt like I would get that I from think... No Effects more than I did. Because yeah. I know that the main guy's name is Fat Mike. And he so... can be very goofy. I mean, he's got a character where he is a clown. Oh, I Koki just... the clown. I just don't feel that too much from this. But I mean, um, we'll see. There's more ahead. I was going to say this, too. I think this album is more... An even keel because there's a change of a guitar player, and this is an album where they told the drummer like, "You can't be on heroin anymore, or else you're out of the band." So this is like, I think this is almost a new, it's a new chapter for mm-hmm. No Effects. So I think it was probably good for them to not be like, "We're gonna make this crazy, personal like, out there avant garde album yeah. or whatever." It's probably a good idea to just be like, "Hey, let's figure each other out again." Because obviously, dude not on heroin anymore, he's going to have a different dynamic. And then a totally new guy, you're going to have a different dynamic. So I can kind of understand in that space why you would write more of an album in this lane where it's just, let's not go crazy one way. Let's just let's figure each other out. And then let's see what our strengths are, and then we can go crazy with that. Mm-hmm. I do want to throw out real quick that is connected to absolutely nothing before you go into the next song. Okay. When you say even keel, because I don't ever hear anyone else say it, yeah, I picture Key and Peel. I just want to say that every time. <laughs> when you say and even, even keel, Key and Peel, I picture Key and Peel the whole time you're talking from then on. <laughs> Continue. Going to move on to Straight Edge. Okay. With a little Joe Walsh intro. Oh, yeah. It's Funk 49, isn't it? Yeah. But it sounds like it's a joke. It sounds like it's being done in jest. This uh, this song, it was uh, a cover of the band... I said it earlier. Uh, Minor Threats. And that band rules. And Michelle just left to go get a drink. So it's just you and I. We're going to sit back and we're going to jazz it up. Hi, welcome back. I don't think I could have talked long enough without people knowing. So I just said, we're just going to sit here and listen. What I'm do you sorry, think of this song? I'm thirsty. I needed something to drink. I was ill-prepared. Did this song catch you off guard when you first heard it? No, because I feel like this was a touch of more of what I expected, I guess. This almost gave me a little bit of a guar taste. Uh, Yeah. But this is his that song on the album we listen, But this is like to? as much as it was. There was a song by Guar that I think sounded kind of similar. Was it Have You Seen Me? Have you seen me? 
<laughs> I can't remember. I don't remember. I remember this. But this almost has like a Louis. Wait, Louis. I was going to say Louis Anderson. Louis That's Anderson. Not right. Yeah. I feel like. Wait, no, not Louis Anderson. Yeah, Louis Anderson. That's what he said. <laughs> Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong sound. Definitely, and that's definitely what he's going for. I think that's El Jefe singing. Well, there's like a cleaner voice that I thought was someone else later on. It is, but El Jefe does like comedy bits and stuff, and he's real good at changing his voice. So he is the one who kind of brings the funny. Yes. But Fat Mike is also funny, but he's extra goofy, and I think that sits in well. I feel like Fat Mike is more serious. Not the impression that I get. That's not the way at all. I don't feel like it's the perception that he wants, but I feel like that's what I'm getting that's for weird. whatever reason. If you watch interviews and stuff, he's always the bigger, biggest jokester. Like I said, I mentioned Koki the Clown earlier. Yeah, it's you a, did. It's a character where he dresses up as a clown who has a big flower right here. You know, the classic. Uh-huh. And the squirt classic with bit water. is squirt your water. Well, he squirts you with cocaine. I mean, it's just white powder but he comes up and he's like smell the flower and a bunch of white powder just shoots out of it in your face that sounds like my favorite clown (laughs) so it's Koki the clown so he's definitely got a sense of humor and he's definitely got my attention (laughs) okay so that was a cover of a minor threat song earlier that I'd said earlier and we were going to listen to that song because it's only 45 seconds long this straight edge is a cover yeah of this song this is the original by minor threat. Yes. I always get mixed up. I always think that Minor Threat is going to be the band that Ice T fronted. Oh no, that's Body Count. Body Count. Okay. Quite a different uh, song than the No Effects version. Much punkier. Yes. This is why I feel much more of a ska from them which I mean ska is in like the genre description of no effects as yeah. well as punk but this sounds way more like straight punk it was me. this is what they got those guys listen to 45 seconds long that seemed appropriate though yeah I fucking love minor threat and so you know they will be a future band I'm sure <laughs> love it that's fine so yeah I didn't mind that at all I think I preferred it Interesting. Well, we might I've have got a, straight uh, edge. Yeah, they definitely tweak that back. And then I remember in high school, uh, his name was Adam. He did the band stuff. His father owns the library. Yes. Um, I remember he was like, oh, you like that album? Did you like the song Straight Edge? And I was like, uh, yeah. He's like, that's by a band called Minor Threat. They didn't do drugs or drink, and that's cool. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> well, that's how you felt when you were younger, too. You were like, I'm never going to drink or do drugs. Yeah, but when he was talking to me, I had been starting smoking pot. <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I like weed. <laughs> and then, as a matter of fact, later when I went to work at the band camp, and him and I had to share a room because I was like a chaperone when uh-huh. I worked with the percussion guys, I was getting high the whole time. I'd like sneak out of the room. I'd go knock on my friend's door, and then they let me in the room, and they were still in school because <laughs> I was only a year out. Wasn't there a situation when you were at band camp where you were able to somehow get like an extra air conditioner out of a room that wasn't being used? So you had like two air conditioners running in one fucking room that was like ice cold. Well, when you say extra air conditioner, you mean 
two air conditioners because nobody had one air conditioner. We, on the way in, we were being shown our rooms. We're all walking around. It's fucking super hot. There was only fans. They told us, bring box fans. It's going to be hot. No air conditioning in this building. We walk by and we see a room that's got a stack of fucking air conditioners in it. My friends and I, this is when I'm still in high school, though. My friends and I are like, we're getting those fucking air conditioners. And then later, I don't remember how we got in the room. I don't know how, but later we stole two of them. As if one isn't enough for a room. <laughs> that was the point. I was like, if we're going to have them, we're going to have two. <laughs> so were you like kind of freezing, but just enjoying <laughs> we, it thoroughly? We on purpose jacked it as hot, like cold as we could. <laughs> didn't, both of them. <laughs> wait, didn't Mr. Norton find out, but just tell you to like not tell anyone? He found out the third, we were there for a whole week. And he found out the third day in, because people started walking by and they'd look up. And they'd be like, why is that room the only one that has two air conditioners in it? <laughs> And then people figured out it was our fucking room. Two air conditioners. Yeah. And we'd like invite people in and be like, come on, come on, come on. And then come into our lair. Yeah. Of and then one day Norton knocks and he, we just creak the door open a little bit and crack and we look at Norton and he's like, feels awfully cold in there. <laughs> We're like, <gasps> and he's like, just keep it on the down low. And then God, he walked away. He loved you. And then we had air conditioning the whole time. And not even the teachers and the chaperones and the adults had an air conditioner. Not even he, I assume. Yeah, everyone was dying. But I will say this, and I didn't think of this until much, much later. We were the drummers. We were carrying the most shit. We are the hottest. We have to be outside. Yeah, and Adam was fat at the time. And so it's like we were working the hardest. Besides the tuba guys, you know, who are carrying those big fucking and things. And there's no proof whatsoever that you took those out of a room. There was no proof that you didn't just so happen to get a room that had an air conditioner in, in it, right? I mean, they could have asked the guy who put the air conditioners in that little storage area, hey, do these belong in this storage area and not in their rooms? And he would have been like, yeah, those little fuckers stole them. <laughs> yeah, but there's... I mean, Mr. Norton wouldn't have done that investigative work. No. He would have just been like, you no. guys have it. Just shut the fuck up and yeah, keep it to yourself. that's basically what he did. I think the only reason it was a problem is because other kids were complaining until we started inviting them in. Okay, I want to listen to one more song. I would have begged to sleep on your floor. Begged. You wouldn't have been allowed on our floor. You were a girl. It was separate floors. Well, I would have been like, if you can sneak two fucking air conditioners, you can somehow oh, find man. a way to sneak me in here. That would have been bad. We would have gotten super trouble. So you were smoking weed and... They didn't know about the weed. Yeah. But that's that makes you feel way calmer than the idea of a girl sleeping on your floor? Um, No, I think that they actually would have shut up way like... As with the air conditioners, I think they would have not, he would have not talked way sooner about that and weed before a girl sleeping in the room. I wouldn't have touched any of your penises. Well, he doesn't know that. I would have just been like, I'm fat too. (laughs) And and then we would have been like, get out of here. (laughs) I was friends with you and Adam, so I don't know that that would have happened. And Adam brought porn. So we were watching porno, we were smoking weed, and we were in air conditioning. And then the last day, we broke the ceiling fan. Doing what? 
No. Did you uh, hit it with too much kerm? No, Carly Cohen fucking broke it. She, you said first and last name. Uh, do I? Should I bleep that out? I don't know. I don't think it matters, okay. but I don't think you should use first and last names okay. like that anymore. So, her, she <laughs> threw a fucking sandal up at it while it was running. So you guys didn't do it. It no. was that idiot. Yeah, she fucking threw it up into the fan and it was like... And it broke one of the things, the, the fan fins or whatever you call it, the fan blade. It the broke fins. Yeah, the fin. It broke one of the blades off. And so the way we fixed it was we took two pencils and taped them on the other side of it and taped them like to the blade so that the blade would hold it up there. So as soon as someone turned that fan on, it fell it apart. Like, <laughs> and I had to just throw it. And no one ever said anything to us. I remember we trashed the room too, like we were rock stars. Like we threw a bunch of stuff everywhere. I think we should get back to the album. <laughs> All right. One song and let's take a break. This one's uh, Liza and Louise. Are you going to do this all of the time now? Uh-huh. It's called Sam's Scat Section. <laughs> this voice. <laughs> I'll say that I fell in love. I didn't fall in love with this album. I like this album because of the drums. On this song? Or just no, in just general? No, the whole album. I like okay. the way they sound. The way he plays is insanely tight. I feel like this this sounds like a much more standard, like, pop punky sort of song. But his voice is atrocious. This is what I meant earlier as an example of when he tries to like kind of actually sing notes that are too high and he's like You think this is him being serious? No. I feel like this is him being shit. No, I don't, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's trying to sing. I'm saying that the notes that he's trying to shriek are too high for his throat as well so if the shriek is also a bad shriek it's not just like a tone you don't like it's like he's doing a tone that you don't like poorly i think it almost <laughs> makes him sound like he's trying to sound younger but like in a cynical way <laughs> i wonder how old he was when this was recorded i have no clue no clue at all I'm gonna say like 26 that probably makes sense where he's still we can figure it out can we let's see I mean I'm not going to look it up but if you want to I'll I'm going to that. we're gonna figure out this goddamn map. this part this part is when it's really bad Uh-huh. Born January 31st, 1967. So he's like four years younger than my father. Okay, so how old's your dad? Currently? Yeah. I don't know. We just said numbers. What number did you just 67, say? 67, right? 1967. He's going to be 56. I think I'm a little too... Intoxicato to do to do math mathematics. So when your your dad was born, when sixty three. 
I already forgot how old he was. <laughs> He's going to be 56. Which makes That's not the sense. point of this, though. We we're trying to figure out how old he was in 1992. So if he was born four years later, he is currently... I don't care about currently. 52 minus... What was the year 92? That's way Minus 27 years from 52. 25. <laughs> he would have been 25 fucking years old. I figured it out. You said 26. It was right on the fucking nose, Sweet. essentially. So you're right in the range. Don't worry about it. Don't stress. Just move along. Sorry. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. Oh, yeah. What's going to move along to a break? <laughs> Moving along to a break. We'll be right back. Wow. Rancid. So Rancid was a big fan to no. do all these covers. Rancid and No Effects did that split album. They did each other's songs. We'll be back. They definitely did each other. We'll be back. This episode of Couple of Critics Podcast is brought to you by... You need someone to clean the doo-doo off of you? Call me, Kathy, and I'll get that doo-doo right off of you. Do you need it done with rigorous force? Or would you prefer a longer and slower process? You can lie on your back while we make eye contact, or you can choose to look away while forcing your anus downward towards the floor where you act like you want me to stop, but you know that a job needs to be done that you're not going to do. Kathy does come with some guidelines, but Kathy also comes with options. You can come and bite the bullet, or I can chase you around the room. Either way, Kathy's getting that doo-doo off of you. I make house calls, of course, but I do not clean up past the cheeks. Don't you drop down and roll around in that pile again, be a good boy and call me, Kathy, the get the doo doo off of you lady. Presenting to you! Uh, oh, oh, give me that! Oh, my purse! Someone stop in my purse! Don't worry, ma'am. I'll get your purse. Oh, thank you. Hey, scumbag. Huh? Hand over the purse. Well, come and get it. Just like I'd hoped. Take this. And that. And this, too. One more of those. And you've been defeated. And now the purse is mine. Where is he going? He just beat you up, took my purse, and left. Of course he did. He's just an asshole with superpowers. What? Asshole! Superpowered asshole! Asshole! Superpowers asshole! 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 No, 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 no! Asshole with superpowers! This is awful. Is the end of a NoFX album called Punk and more punk than me. Yeah, called Punk and Drublick. How can we get that cheese without a pussy gato? This guy's more punk than me. I'm pretty sure this is all El Jefe. 
Do you think he's drunk? Do you think he's just being ridiculous? Oh, my darling. Wow, this guy's more punk than me. I think they just uh, did it to be stupid. Yeah. This is. I'm playing this to be the example the of that they were. Like this Yogi, this guy's more punk than me. That they were actually comedic. And goofy. Back to the silly. kitchen. I smell something burning. That in there? Coffee, large fries, cheeseburger. <laughs> Hello. You guys got that in there? Bob and I. <sighs> uh, go away. We're like. Yeah, it's not that good of an impression. But Bob and I would lose it at the. You got that in there? Large fry, pie, coffee. Anyway, welcome back to the couple welcome of credits back. podcast. I only played that just because that's when I first heard of No Effects. Was Bob playing that for me because he thought I would like it? I assume. Okay. Because it was a guy doing impressions of things that I enjoyed, and I always remember him doing the Tom Anderson, and I've always remember him doing the Yogi and being like. Well, gee, Yogi, this guy's more punk than me. It's always Cheers. just stuck in my head. All righty. All righty. Let's uh, jump into this fucking album, because we're already at an hour on this episode. Let's go which back I did not the... expect. No, there's been a lot of banter. Banter. All right. This is a song called The Bag, which, if we'll all remember, is the most beautiful thing that that guy from American Beauty ever filmed. <laughs> I like his voice in this song. It's almost like when it's got more of a punking, a punk background. Yeah. I enjoy it way more. And then when it goes to more like a pop sense, a little bit more laid back. Yeah. Kind of lose it. But this is just straight up skank beats. You gonna talk? What you looking at your phone for? It's personal. Oh, no, that sucks. Yeah. All right, never mind. I didn't mean to give you shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's not about me. This almost feels familiar to me, this song does. And I don't know if it's just because you said like it's a typical skank beat, so it has like a familiar feeling. That made my chest feel warm that you just said skank beat. You knew what you meant. Uh, yeah, but like I feel there's there's a familiarity with the song that I kind of almost didn't expect. Um, I was wondering this whole time how much because I don't know, I never listened to this band. How many similarities are there between these guys and Blink 182? Because in my mind, I don't hear them. There's none. I don't really know. Okay. I think that the the musicianship is. I mean, like everything about the style is different. The okay. music itself, totally different style. Because, like I said, this has like a more like upbeat ska sound. That I don't think that. That's weird that you call it ska. This is just like straight punk to me. It is, but it's because I read when it kind of broke down the genres. Yeah. I saw ska, and I kind of have that feeling, that and I don't know stuck. if it's his voice. I don't know if there's just like a style to him, but ska makes sense to me. But I mean, it's still punk, but it's like ska punk. It's not just regular punk. There's, it's just different. I mean, sometimes they do use horns and upstrokes on their guitars, but I almost wonder if it's more like the. 
right. It just almost sounds <laughs> we'll more. Left, hold it, the the bag. Bag. I don't know. I don't want to say say positive, but it's not like it's not angry. Okay, let me throw this out. The solos and the chord structures that they use don't sound depressed or melancholy, like melancholy or, or dark evil, or like cloudy or anything. Like for instance, in that last song, when the guitar line came in, it was like mm-hmm. it's almost like a surfy yes. sound. So and ska and surf, it kind of does blend into each other a little bit. Like when I hear ska music, I think like happy people. People who yeah. like who who are like punk but the like happy punks. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's kind of the feeling that I get from this is like <clears throat> Fat Mike is happy because he has cheeseburgers in his mouth. He's not like yearning for cheeseburgers. Yeah. So and and this isn't like a first or second album. This is like within their career at some point. This album? From what I read. It's later, yeah. I mean, yeah. Midway. So, I mean, enough that they're like established and comfortable and don't feel like they need to prove themselves, which I mean, they're, I don't think they're that they touring ever felt that at this way, point. They're used to touring. I mean, he's 25, you said? Something so he's like been on the road for fucking probably seven years by now. Because mm-hmm. I assume this guy's out at 18. I didn't do any research on this band. This is another one of those bands where I really only listened to the music and caught like him talking every once in a while here and there. I have artists like that where I. I've only liked the songs and I, I'm not invested at all yeah. in the people. But then there are times when I'm super invested. So Yeah. Um, but I think you're totally right about Scott does have like a happier feel. It's more like positive. I think these guys they'll bridge the gap in the world of happiness, but they're not like <laughs> I know this isn't right at all, but when I think of Scott bands, I'm like there's a good chance they're Mormon. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I only say that because the only Mormon I knew growing up loved ska bands. Oh, that's true, <clears throat> actually. And they seem to be cleaner. Like the Aquabats, for instance. Mm-hmm. They're not dirty. So did I mean, the dirtiest Sharon. thing... The dirty, yeah, exactly. The dirtiest thing they had was talking about scratching their nuts. Pinch and roll. That was the dirtiest song I'd ever heard them do. Mm-hmm. And then Mustard Plug, which is another ska band. She liked. So it makes sense that it's like the cleaner way. But I think No Effects lived a punk lifestyle. Like I, Fat Mike is a fucking punk. I feel like part of that is because for <clears throat> me, and I, I don't know if this is, I feel like this is the idea. And if I'm wrong about this, then I'll take that. But ska sound comes from Southern California, right? I have no idea. Because for me, it 100% sounds like it does. It invokes that imagery in my head. So I feel like if you live in more Southern California where you're closer to places like L.A. The beach And things like that and where (laughs) it's like hotter and there's more diversity. um, I I feel like you don't like I feel like that just invokes a more like positive mindset. Yeah, it does. And so you're not like so for me, Scott is just yeah, like it's the whole thing. It's like Southern California, it's SoCal. Yeah. It's like cool out, man. <laughs> it's we're just trying to have a shorts, good time. Shorts and light shirts. And bleach button, blonde hair, but like literally sun bleached hair, not some fucking like yeah, weird not thing. Bleached. But because you literally spend all day fucking outside. I'm out surfing, bro. So and you're not go back and I play the trombone in my ska band, which is called Nasty Bone. And I wear my cool Hawaiian shirt. 
and I'm breezy uh, and shirts. easy, and bowling it's nighttime, shirts. whatever. With flames I feel that like come up on the top, or the, all, from the bottom. I feel like it just kind of all fades Absolutely. within with stuff like that. Are it's you thinking okay. real big fish? No, because real big fish is what I think you're thinking of, because you're thinking of bowling shirts. Yeah, I saw real big fish, and they were all wearing bowling shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Definitely. That was a good fucking show. I like ska bands. I think ska bands... You saw Real Big Fish? I think. I'm pretty sure. I only know one Real Big Fish song, I think, and it's Sell Out. Oh, really? Do well, you... you know Take On Me. They did that Take On Me version. Well, that That's sucks. in basketball. It's actually pretty good, in my opinion. I don't think it's a great song to begin no, with. No, it's not, but it's better than the original. I want to watch basketball but now. I was, was going to say, I love. I would love to go to a ska show. I think it'd be so fucking fun. You'd just be like... Yeah, because that just has like a positive vibe. And it's almost reggae sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's like at that beat that makes you dance. There's like a mellow, but it's like positive and positive. It's positive, positive. and uplifting at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Ah, Scott. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, this song is called Please Play This Song on the Radio. No, it's not. That's the bag. There we go. I clicked the right one. The phone was at fault on that. Let's all believe Sam. It's technology's fault. Like this. I know this song is geared to sound happier because of the shtick of the song. But it feels like it just fell into something, though. Like it didn't start like this way. You know what I'm talking about? Like there was like a slight shift that shifted into this. Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't get what you're trying to say. It didn't sound exactly like this when the song started. It sounded slightly different, and it kind of did a little shift into the sound. <laughs> I don't get it. I might be wrong, but... It's kind of hard for me to take this seriously as an adult human, though. I feel like... When I was 25, I, I didn't, I still had anger, like teenage anger, but I didn't still have that like teenage angst. So that's kind of weird to me when it comes to some punk and some ska, because I feel like it's like choosing to still be immature in your feelings about things. Do you think this is teen angst? Yeah, this is kind of what it sounds like. Because like, when he does this vocal thing, I feel like it's more of a put-on. I think it's just actually his voice. But what is that the part that's teen angst to you? I mean, it's not the subject of the song, right? I guess it just it feels like he's still angry from high school. <laughs> well, as a dude who plays music... Every age hates the fucking radio that plays punk. <laughs> I think that's fair. I'm not thinking about the lyrics at all. Okay, so that's... It's about. more just kind of like the mentality and that like... Because he's not angry about like real life things. Like not, not real life things, but like not like adult things. It's all kind of simple. I mean, he's 25 living in a van. I don't think he had adult things. I think he's living in a fucking van. So yeah, he's mentally still... Yeah. In a younger state. Goddamn right. So I think I, I get that feel that he it feels like a younger angsty ness yeah, when no, he kind of does that. Because this is the nineties too, where it's like 
teen angst is a thing mm-hmm. in the nineties, you know, Nirvana and oh yeah, all that stuff. Um, let's move on to warm. Um, there's certain songs on albums, and I think you'll agree on all albums that just you kind of forget about until they start playing again. And this is one of those songs for me. There was a point when I was listening to this, I think it was the most recent listen, where I looked at my phone, where this song kind of caught me off guard all of a sudden, where I feel like <laughs> it kind of woke me up. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's fast. But there's something about the sound that I think I just like better. Huh. I like the, the kind of drum-drivenness right here without the vocals, because I think the vocals are the weaker point. So yeah, with the music. There's a lot of energy. I didn't forgot that there was this song because it started playing. I don't know any words to this song. I don't know what it's about in any way, shape, or form. Warm? I wonder if it's just being... I wonder if it's just life's comforts. I don't know. Probably not. He's probably talking about something that was warm. <laughs> like titties. Life yeah. comforts. <laughs> like titties. <laughs> we're all adults here. I mean, but I didn't know we were all thinking about titties. <laughs> I mean, I'm not in this sense, but I think a lot of people probably think of being like held by a mom or like a grandma. Oh, I wasn't thinking of that angle at all. <laughs> I don't either because my mom didn't have tits and I don't really have a mom, so. What do you mean your mom didn't have tits? She doesn't really have tits. Still? To this day? Yeah, she's small chested. I got my huge hangers from my dad's side. <laughs> I, uh. I've seen your mom like twice and I really just paid attention to her face because I really wanted to get a good look. You wanted to look the devil in the face. Kind of, yeah. I wanted to see what the face of a woman... <laughs> like her, her looks like. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to see the demon inside. And she looks like a regular smiley person who acts she like did. everything is okay and everything's wonderful and everything's just so happy and great. She looks like a standard lady. Uh-huh, because that's how people like her are. <laughs> they pull it off because everyone thinks they're just normal and great. She wouldn't look at me. It's because you would look through her, and she couldn't handle that. I'm your satanic boyfriend at that point. Was I your husband at that point? Yeah. Oh. (laughs) We've been married way fucking longer. I'm not satanic. No, but you do have a pentagram on your arm. Ah. Yeah. And she thinks I'm fucking evil. So, of course, you're evil. You're associated. It's so funny that I've never spoken one word to her. And I've been married to you for as long as I have. How long has that been? Do you But remember? you know what's even stranger? Uh-huh. Is you haven't spoken one word to my dad. Well, he decided to not be around much earlier than my mom chose to not be around. Yeah, he chose. So <laughs> your dad was like, this fucking dinosaur looking redheaded shit, I'm out of here. 
I'm gonna I, I'm gonna wreck this car with Bob, and I'm gonna not be this kid's father anymore. I did look like a pterodactyl. I got those little round, like sharp teeth. You know, remember that game where you pulled the teeth out of the crocodile? Yes. I feel like what my teeth were shaped like that, and then it like snapped at you. Um, I think oh, it was called. What the fuck was that? Called? Don't take my fucking teeth. I'm a crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, we'll figure it out. Let's talk to the next song. It was definitely a fun game. This song is very strange to me. Like, he's talking about... What is it called? I want to be your baby. It is, yeah. And he's talking about, like, crawling up back inside of a womb. I almost feel like it's him. It's an attempt at trying to be funny, but it's not quite funny. But I also don't, like, fault him for it. I always took it as a song that he's writing about a person he's so obsessed with. I think this is actually, like... Philosophical, philosophical, philosophical. God damn it! I'm the son of an English teacher. Why can't I talk? Philosophical. Because you rebelled by not caring about it's true. her rules. Philosophical. Um, where it just only hurts you socially. I think, I think he's saying he's so obsessed with one person that he's like, I literally want to crawl inside of you. I want to be inside of you as much as possible, and as much as possible. It's me just, like, getting in that Feel womb. your warmth. It's not even like about sex. Yeah. I want to be your baby. But it's. I think it's almost like a humorous. It's trying to be a humorous take yeah, on people well. being like, I want to be your baby. But it's like, well, I want to climb up inside <laughs> your womb and be your fucking baby. I never thought about that. Angle. Like, oh, you want to be someone's baby? Well, I'm going to literally, literally be become baby. someone's baby. That's <laughs> how I've heard this the whole time. I like that. I like that more than my philosophical. Yeah, like a rebellion. Yeah, for sure. Crocodile Dentist. Crocodile Dentist. From Hasbro. Yeah, wasn't there like an Australian theme to it? I don't remember unless it's just that crocodiles are supposed to be... Crikey. Am I just putting Crocodile Dundee? I think so. Attaching that to it? That's not a This is I don't feel like I've heard of that game in so long. I think about it once a week. <laughs> Not really. That's probably, I mean, I guess that's what you think about when your dad abandoned you when you were five. Oh, come on now. <laughs> There's like certain toys that I think about a lot. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, Michelle, you took that too far. No, uh, I, I take it way farther. <laughs> There's really no going too far. No. Um, I think everything is funny. In a way. Baby. There's certain toys that I, I think of still to this day that I had when I was younger. And one of them was like this ostrich bird kind of game where this bird mouth stuck straight up in the air and you fed it worms. It was really weird. Where did the worms go? Did it go like through the body? <laughs> I, I'm sure or you, just in the throat? I'm sure they collected in the gut and then you just opened the back, which would be a butthole, and then you took them out. Okay, I hope so. <laughs> Then I had this pair of drumsticks that were attached to a speaker by little wires, and you would hit them in the air, and they would make drum noises. I feel like I remember that being a thing. Like I remember a commercial. Cool as shit. Since I feel like a lot of my childhood toy memories are through watching commercials because I didn't come from a family who could afford to buy those toys. So I always thought like, yeah, I remember seeing that thing in commercials. Yeah, I remember seeing that thing on TV. Yeah, I didn't ever actually have that, but I remember going to a friend's house and they had it and it was cool. And my memory is, 
I remember I had it and used it once <laughs> and then broke something. I was a bad boy. I was you a bad were a spoiled, spoiled boy. coddled little boy. My mom was trying to make up for the dead dead dad thing. Plus, she had the money from the dead dad thing. <laughs> Just living it and up. Then I'm letting sh- her son be all underdeveloped. Then her <laughs> emotionally, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and then the fucking restaurant burned down. I'm sure she had a policy on that insurance policy. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. So she fucking got paid on that one too. Mm-hmm. So bam, bam, bam. Then. Give the kid what he wants. Give the kid what he wants so I can uh, have an easier time <laughs> trying to raise him and support these two boys on my own. Yeah. So then when he's 33, he doesn't know how to take care of himself. <laughs> it has to cling to... <laughs> Unless you want me to say something about that, I think we should probably move on to the next... Move on! Here's a, a humorous song, and El Jefe sings this one. So yeah, he's the one who brings the main sense of humor from this point on. I think so. He seems to be the, in the, the goofy. I think he's the one that can do the goofier voices, so if it needs a goofier voice, give it to him. This is Johnny Appleseed, correct? Yes. Yeah, he puts his voice on through the whole song. Or was his voice his voice was his voice raspy, or was this all just constant put-ons? This song right now, El Jefe is just doing an intense Mexican voice because he is a Mexican, but he's like, I'm gonna take it super Hispanic. Yeah. But he's, so, but he's still putting it on. Yeah, but it's a fake voice. That's stereotypical. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not him because no. his name is El Jefe. No, that's just I didn't his know if he too. was like of that like South American he descent. Is. He absolutely is. Oh, so yeah. Okay. Yes. I don't know if it was just like White an ironic two heaps and a bean. He's the Mexican. <laughs> and I don't know how accurate that is. It is. That's why they got away with calling it that. They had one white trash dude, two Jews, and then the Mexican guy. And on the cover where it's all painted on their stomachs, that's them. So This almost gives me like a cheech feeling from the sound. That's exactly what he's going for, too. He's when he's singing the song, not like yeah. the banter. Oh, yeah. But that, especially during the chorus, it sounds like cheech. Any chub. He plays trombone and stuff too. So if there's any horn section things live, El Jefe will stop playing guitar and he'll grab the horn. So like he doesn't trumpet. only sing, but he also plays guitar and trumpet. Yeah, he plays guitar mostly. He's a guitar and then does a couple songs as vocals and then uh, covers trumpet and trombone when needed. I feel like this supports my notion that real musicians are not satisfied with just doing one thing that they have to be able to play the trumpet and play the guitar and sing and write music. Like I'm not going to say real musicians. It's just a certain type of musician because one guy can devote his whole life to a bass and be a master of it. No, I just, I feel like someone who, yeah, I guess that probably sounds shitty me saying it like that. I don't mean it like <laughs> that. But I guess I mean people who like really truly dedicate their lives like like touring musicians. Some who I've seen live myself where they seem to spend the show going out of their way to trade off 
mm-hmm. instruments amongst all band members and they all just yeah. rotate essentially. So, I mean, not anyone who's like, I like writing music and singing is necessarily going to go out of their way to also learn every fucking instrument. No. And so I feel like it's it's almost like a more a higher dedication. Yeah, but it's also a certain skill set too. I mean, not everybody who plays a guitar can sit down and physically play the drums, though they have an amazing timing here. Yeah. They for some reason can't translate it. But the, the arms and legs. But that's the thing. There are those people who are just extra fucking good at like everything that they do. Yeah. And they're able to be good and because they feel like they have so much they're almost like bursting at the scenes with like yeah with either ideas or energy or whatever like things that they have to do so they have to kind of like redirect it yeah. to other instruments and other things because they just want more they want to learn more yeah and it's once you learn i want to say this in general but once you learn one instrument and you understand music you can pretty much kind of translate it to everything and be like well this is still I mean, just these musical notes. I just need to figure out how my hands make that note. You're still like, your timing and everything is still there. But I was going to say, the inverse of it is like, I can barely sing. I can play the shit out of some drums, guitar, and bass, and pretty much anything that has a string on it. But I'm not like an amazing vocalist in any way, shape, or form. No, but you can still play multiple instruments. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what I mean. You're not yeah. solely dedicated to one thing. No, but it might be in my detriment as well because I'm, I'm just, I'm just good at it all. I'm not great at any of it. <laughs> I, I can just swing by it on everything. As soon as you hit me with that, it went straight through me because I feel the same way. <laughs> I feel like there are multiple things that I'm like okay at, but it's super frustrating that I'm not like super good at one thing that I can just be like, this is me. Like this is what I like. I'm super, I don't know, like, this is the thing I stand behind, or this is the thing that I can really prove myself with. Instead, it's just like, I can kind of do this all right. I can kind of do this all right. Yeah. I'm okay at this. Are you okay with any of these things? <laughs> what's, <laughs> like, <laughs> what's the phrase? What do they say? It's uh, something master of none. It's definitely master of none. No, oh, there's a, jack, there's of a all trades, jack of all trades, ma- master, master of, none. of none. Yeah. That exists. And it could be a detriment, or it's a great skill set. Depends what you're trying to fucking do. If you're all right with being just not Mr. Superstar, and I'm like, you know, I agree. suck my balls, everyone, and like worship me. If you're okay with being the guy who just gets hired as drums, and you make a living, and you have a really nice life, but like people don't stop you on the street, which I think sounds fucking amazing. <laughs> but I mean, I literally just used the thing to like explain why someone is great when I use that exact thing uh-huh. to explain to myself why I'm not. <laughs> so I just think that that's kind of yeah. weird, and I think we should probably move on to the next song. Ow! I keep hurting my balls. All right. She's gone. I'm not the only one with hangers in this room. I'm calling mine droopers. Saggers. Bob Saggers. Bob Saggers? <laughs> Bob Saggots. Ah, Pat Mike's here. <laughs> I'm still just thinking about you crushing your balls and what we could call that. What we could call it is an unfortunate event that happens way too often. Is it, maybe, maybe you should wear tidy whities. Fuck that. Maybe you are the demographic no. for tidy whities because you got big balls. No, maybe I should just get these things cut off. 
I'm all for Is that going to help your low testosterone at all? No, not at all, but it's going to help me sleep. <laughs> I've said for years I wish they were detachable. Men's nuts should be detachable. I'm sure you wish the same thing about your boobs. I feel that way about my arms. Oh, when you go to sleep, you wish you could just take your arms off? If I could take my arms and my tits off and just sleep comfortably on my stomach. Like some sort of worm? Yes. A worm with legs? Yes, and somehow I'm able to put my arms back on without having any arms. <laughs> you just go, arms on, and they're like... <laughs> they're on. I like magnetic. That'd actually be fucking cool. Arms on. Whoop. But then I'm essentially, I'm essentially a robot. Yeah, you're Mr. Uh, Inspector Gadget. Do, 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 do. If I'm Inspector Gadget, then I'm super fine with it. Because then I could be like, go, go, Gadget this, and go, go, Gadget that. And then I'd have like a fan come out of my hat <laughs> at any point in time and just have a fan. It had handles on the sides that he had to grab to fly up. As if, like, his For stabilization. That's <laughs> so he doesn't lean too much to the side. It makes total scientific sense. Can you imagine how terrifying he would be in real life if some guy came up to you and he was like, go, go, gadget arm, and his hand came out, like, extended 12 feet Especially, over. he had long, shaggy hair. Sort of. Yeah. He was scraggly, for sure. He was scraggly. He didn't have, like, he wasn't fucking... Oh, he didn't look like a. He was not detective. clean cut. He had, like, scraggly... Hair that almost went to his shoulders. He was just a dude that looked like he was a mess, I assume. So, did they ever do the origin story in the, in the cartoon? Did he just get horribly mangled and they were like, we gotta rebuild this man? I, I'm sorry, I don't know the origin story or do you think they were of like, an <laughs> Inspector Gadget. Or do, you, or do you think they were just like, we need, we just need a guy? And he was like, I'll do it. I'm a loser. Just put metal tubes in me. No, because I don't feel like anyone I feel like he is someone who tried to use his special things because I feel like he he I don't know he probably had fucking cancer and like did all these things <laughs> to himself and like replaced body parts with things and then no one would hire him so he only worked for and with himself whoa he didn't have a fucking boss whoa so you're telling me that the gadgets he was a were loser. there the gadgets were there before he worked for the police force, you're gonna knock this whole fucking table over. <laughs> I need my note. Are you, are you telling me that he had that stuff done before he joined the police? No, I think that he. Okay, he was a weirdo. Yeah, obviously. Inspector Gadget would not be accepted into the police force because he was a fucking weirdo. And then he was like, "But I'm also a scientist." So I'm going to do all these fucking weirdo things that make my life easier. And they're like, you're really fucking weird. We will not hire you because you don't do things by the book. You fly through your hat. It's true. And so with that, they're like, you can't follow any sort of like structure, like governmental structure. We don't have paperwork for flying hats. Correct. <laughs> we don't have standards for the fact that. All of the sudden, your fucking arms can be 30 fucking feet long. And you can grab things that are not humanly possible from where you are standing. I think he was a freak show. He was rejected by the police and most of society. So he did this on his own. He had low self-esteem. He worked with the police. But he, because he was able every once in a while to not be a doofus 
and no, get chief, something done. The fucking chief would hide in places and be like, Inspector, we need you on this case. Okay, because they, they needed him so bad that this guy was hiding in trash cans. Okay, you've seen movies. There's no, one. It was the cartoon. Okay, but I'm saying you've seen many movies in your life. Yes. There's one crazy fucking chief who has this idea where no one else <laughs> believes him. So he follows the crazy guy around because he believes in that he's the one fucking guy who works for the force who believes in the crazy guy, which is why every once in a while the crazy guy is able to help them. But they still don't respect the crazy guy. So they never actually allow him to be on the police force, which is why he... Doesn't ever actually dress like a police officer. He doesn't cut his fucking hair. He's got a badge. He works with his niece and a dog. He doesn't work with the niece. The niece gets involved on her own fucking volition. Because she's smarter. She is. And so is the dog. The dog was even smarter than the girl. So he's not worth hiring by the police force. But he had a badge. He probably bought it from the Dollar Tree. (laughs) Okay. You explained it. I did. Do you think they hired the dog? No, the dog came from the pound. That dog was a rescue. <laughs> the dog was not purchased. That dog was free. You want to hear my impression of that dog? <laughs> wow. <laughs> On to the next? Uh, yeah, this is the last song. This is Bugly Eyes. We're at the end already? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you goddamn... Drunkard. <laughs> I have to do what I have to do. Today's been a rough day. <laughs> sleep with and wake okay. up with Bugly. So I thought the whole time that he was saying, "You wake up with Bugly," because the song is called Bugly Eyes. No, wake. Go to sleep with Bo Derek and wake up with Bo Diddley. I, I still hear Bugly. <laughs> Bugly eyes. Uh, this would be El Jefe playing the sax or the trumpet. I think El Jefe is, to your point earlier, I think he is very musically talented. Like I think he does all like the guitar leads, at least most of them. <clears throat> he can, seems to actually be able to sing. I'm pretty sure this is him too. But he also comes in with voices yeah. and he brings the humor. Yeah, like this. I'm pretty sure this is El Jefe. See, it's not like he's just saying Bo Dilly. So, which to me, it sounds like it doesn't sound like Bo Diddly. It sounds like Bogley. <laughs> W Bay. <laughs> it's the same thing. Like, what's that frog's name? Just uh, I don't know. Fucking can't remember it. Jockey, lawn jockey, something J Frog, something J Frog, jockey J Frog, <laughs> jockey J Frog was the name. <laughs> lawn jockey J Frog. All right, that was it. That was it. That That's was the album. No effects. Well, bam. Two heaps and a something. White trash. Two heaps and a bean. It's a very good album title. <laughs> I like this album. Let's do the questions. Is it questions time? It is time to get to the part of the podcast where we do the questions. Questions, 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 bitch. Okay, so we. Well, if you smack yourself in the face, it makes sense that it might feel it hurt, not pleasant, unless you like pain. Where's your joy? And where's your pain? Pleasure. Why did you choose this album? You know what? I don't really know. 
I think I need was looking for a punk album. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, every once in a while I put this album on. It just popped in my head. I didn't really have a specific fucking reason. Okay. What do you think I thought when you presented this to me? Uh, I think you already knew a little bit about no effects, so you kind of knew what you were getting into. I think we have, uh, on the last episode, we have record of my reaction. Where what was it? I don't remember. I, am, I said something about a whiny voice. Oh, like yeah. immediately. So you knew what was coming. I wasn't very positive about yeah. the no effects, but I've never, going into the next question, what was my judgment prior to it, I've never clicked with no effects. They've always been a little, and I've always kind of like I've always enjoyed punk to an extent but they were a little too just and I didn't feel like that was so you don't enjoy punk (laughs) I don't enjoy this version of punk (laughs) because I feel like this is putting it on and I've said I feel like I've said that many times I feel like Fat Mike is putting it on like he's trying to fit in he's trying to but I don't think that it's necessarily um, like disingenuous I just feel like he's trying to like stick to, I don't know, like within guidelines of what he thinks like works. And for me, it's just not quite like funny enough. It's not quite like, like I understand where he's coming from, but for me, it kind of misses the bar on a lot of things. So I already kind of had a little bit of a, a little bit of a negative mindset, I think going into this to be, honest about my prejudice <laughs> because i've it's not like i've never heard no effects before i've just never gotten into them but this is the first time i have listened um how many times did you listen to this album again we've really just completely let our cushion oh die. yeah we're recording this what four days before this comes out five days yeah we used to be <coughs> excuse me better about this yeah we were like Stop burping into the fucking microphone. It's better than the sound of my voice. <laughs> no, it's not. It doesn't make people turn the goddamn podcast off. Anyway, I was saying. No, I'm really making myself burp accidentally. I don't remember what the fucking question was. How many times did you listen to this? Four or five. Which was enough. I've heard this album so many times in the past. I knew these songs already. Like I said, I've been listening to it since I was like 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. And I do listen to it a couple times a year. So, this And it's in, really the only NoFX album I listen to. So this is in regular rotation somewhat. Semi-regular. At least like annually regular. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I get back into like a little punk mood, I go through like waves. I consider something that you listen to every year regular. Yeah. Because it's still a part of like your life. That's versus true. things that you just kind of lose That's along the way. absolutely true. So, and you have mentioned this. How old were you when you first started listening to this? 14 or 15. And I actually skipped a couple questions on accident because of scrolling. Um, What is your least favorite song? Oh, we're going there. Yeah. All right. My least favorite song is Please Play This Song on the Radio. And then I will play this song. I was going to say, I thought that was your thing. It's not... Uh, you know how technology sometimes just like takes its time and buffers and spins spins when you don't want it to and then it fucks everything up but this song it just seems to your point of trying a little too hard I agree on this one but that's yeah the music just changed there 
Is this the one that I was talking about yeah, where it started it differently? Yeah, it again. just it changed. So you're like, I don't know who you're talking about. This is. The whole tempo changed in everything. I don't think the tempo changed. I think it. I think it slightly slowed it's because at first it comes in like, like it comes in much harder, and then it kind of like chills out a little bit. Intro, baby. But I to the to us talking about him try, trying hard or putting it on or something. Everyone fucking puts something on. Mm-hmm. Every genre puts something on. So yeah. it's, I think it's a little unfair to say that because it's like it wouldn't exist if he didn't put it on, and he's not like. Making a fake voice—that's him grunting and trying to shriek. <laughs> See, to, to me, but it sounds like he is like it's not his genuine voice. If he were to just <clears throat> sing, he's that's how it sounds <clears throat> when he talks. You know, our friend Don. You don't think he leans into it a little bit? Maybe a little bit extra, but I think everyone does. But you know, like Don. I don't. I mean, comic book Don. I know, but I don't... Yeah, his voice has gotten raspier over time because yeah. he smokes. Yeah, but it's like that. That's what his voice sounds like when he talks. So but if he were in a like, band and he were using that, I think he would accentuate that. Oh, yeah. Just like actors, like people like Gilbert Gottfried who don't yeah. sound like that but know that they can make that voice. Death metal. They fucking lean the shit into that. Death so that's kind of what I mean. I don't, I don't really mean it as a negative thing necessarily. When I say putting it on, because I understand that everyone does have their own thing. But also, when someone puts it on, it either gels with you or it doesn't. And this is something that doesn't gel with me as well. But I feel like sometimes his voice is more extreme on the "Eh," Mm -hmm. than other songs. And I think those ones, he's like trying to hit higher notes. So the only way he can get higher. So you feel like it's a natural strain and not. Oh, yeah. A, a, I don't a pushed strain. It is a pushed strain, but it's also it's a byproduct. That whiny tone is a byproduct of him trying to hit a note. And In not a voice being, that not that is not necessarily quite his natural voice. Yes and no. Because just because you talk like this doesn't mean that this is how you sing. Because that's, that's not necessarily that's, singing. That's true, but it'd be fucking weird if the song came on and he was like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not gonna fucking work. But that's what I mean by putting it on. It's not his technical, natural but singing voice. He's actually probably yelling. Like, I mean, early punk, he was just, I'm yelling. I'm it'd be fucking, so yeah, it'd be fucking weird if he was like, and I'm angry at the <laughs> world. Yeah. It's the WB. I mean, that's, that's why death metal works because we can't understand what, half of what they're saying. So. All you know is that they're mad. Yeah. You don't know why, yeah. but you know that they're mad. All right, what's your least favorite song? <coughs> My least favorite song is Liza and Louise. And I think it's mostly because the fact that oh, this man who sounds like he's super sweaty and he has at least remnants left over of a cheeseburger still in his mouth when he's recording this, that... I don't want to hear absolutely anything sexual described come from his mouth. <laughs> and this is not the only song. I think there's a, there's another song for sure. But this is very... This is painting a picture of, like, licking a clit. It's a lesbian love song. But it's through the, the 
it's through the eyes and the voice of a man true who grosses me the fuck out so <laughs> this is the song that's my least favorite I uh, don't need this man talking about licking a clit while you're laying on your but he's not doing the licking he's talking about a lady licking a lady but he's painting the picture true true and I don't like that <laughs> this is a song that when people hear it they laugh because of the whole you don't laugh but other people laugh because of the I'll never forget I the don't. first time you kissed me and now I want you to fist me that always gets people like if I play it around them yeah right and I, here. I get it I want you to fist me and I get it but I still feel like extra turned off by hearing Fat Mike say anything <laughs> sexual <laughs> that makes sense and especially inviting a clitoris which I feel <laughs> being something that I own I don't want Fat Mike anywhere near it <laughs> Have you seen him? Yes. Okay. I went out of my way to look him okay. up, and I still don't want him anywhere near my well, clitoris. Well, okay. it makes more sense now. <laughs> he could be really gross looking. He sure can. <laughs> so what uh, is your most favorite song off this um, album? My most favorite song, and it was hard to choose, but I think I have to go with Bob. Because you love your older brother Bob, who introduced sentimental this to you. value. It's got. I have an actual memory of like watching this video, and I seriously always like, yeah, Bob's my brother. <laughs> and it paints a picture of a punk, like when he's like boots that are like thirty-two hole cushion boots, and like shaves his head every day. I remember being a kid, like, yeah, boots and shaves his fucking head. I saw a screenshot for the video because I guess there was a video made for this that I haven't watched. Very ska sound. Super ska sound. But the screenshot photo for the video was someone getting their head shaved. Yeah. So. And then he rides a scooter. It's gotta go. (laughs) Those fucking horns. Yeah, this is so ska. But this is my favorite song of the album. This is your favorite song, and you were thrown off by me bringing the word ska up multiple times no on the sections that didn't sound like ska at all yeah no but just i in my mind i was identifying them as a ska band oh yeah they definitely a ska ska punk yeah yeah feel my most favorite song um again my first my most and least favorite song came within like the first five tracks of the album yeah um you you kind of lost me i'm not not you sam but no FX kind of lost me within Where'd the you album. Go? <laughs> um, but I'm here. I'm back to say that my most favorite track was uh, Sticking in My Eye. And I think that that's just because it has that kind of basic, almost like punky feel. Where it almost sounds like a metal, not like a metal, but like a, it's just like a rock song right here. I like this beginning a lot. I always it has a, it, it's an, a beginning that sounds like nothing else on the album. Mm hmm. But then it goes into just kind of like a basic sticking in my eye, like super skank beat, super skank beat punk song. Yeah, and I, yeah, this is the song that kind of stuck also, with me the most. I love this song. It's a really good song. And I think Fat Mike, and he's not putting is, it on as much on this. This is where he's comfortable because I think it's in his vocal range, like the key. So it's not so strange. But yeah, I like this song too. And it's got a real group sound to it. Oh yeah. It's a real punk it's thing. It's like a united yeah. sound. Man. And it Ooh. worked on me. Yeah. 
Now, when you say it's your favorite, did you like it, or is this the best one on the album? Um, I would say a mixture of both, but probably the latter more. Um, but it did give me like a different feeling than the, than the other ones did. So and it was we, an, it was early on. It was like the second listen that I knew that this was my favorite track. Yeah. So and it's, we, oh, sorry. Sorry. And yeah. it's early yeah. in the album. So it was me hearing it and being like, this is the one. And so I don't we, know what it was. So when we listened to this, the rancid version, you said you liked this more. Mm-hmm. I did. And you, were, you knew this was your favorite song mm-hmm. when we were listening to it. I too. did. So, would you listen to this song on your own? It was Rancid I think doing it? I, I like the music more. I think that that noodling in the beginning was neater. Yeah, their bass player in Rancid is fucking amazing. And I think the sound is tighter. I don't know. I, I think I do. And I, I don't necessarily seek out Rancid because I don't... I've heard Rancid that I do not like. And this seems like more straightforward, almost Operation Ivy sounding. It's the straightforward yeah, punk yeah. that I guess oh. I like more. We might have a success in Minor Threat later. <laughs> we might. Who knows? Most of their songs are less than a minute. I've definitely <laughs> enjoyed the punk stuff way more than like the just metal stuff. I, I sort of expected that because it generally has a happier sound anyway. Even if it's darker punk, it's still happier sounding than metal. <laughs> I almost feel like it's a little more immature and that kind of is more in my vein of um, humor. Humor for sure. But even with just like the punkish type music that I've listened to, there's always been kind of like a goofy element to it. Yeah. So if, <clears throat> yeah, for some reason I've, I've kind of gravitated more towards your punk sounds, which I didn't necessarily foresee that. I did yeah. not foresee that, but I just didn't know that that was kind of more of a direction I was going to go, in, go into before uh-huh. this whole thing started. When you said um, they got a more immature sensibility, punk does. Mm-hmm. It's more immature, so it's easier to see them that they don't kind of, like they won't take themselves super seriously. Whereas there's a lot of metal bands who so you're like, do take themselves insanely seriously, but you're like, come on, dude, you're painting your face with black and white makeup. Like you look like a clown. You look like a clown. I feel like you're that- one. You're one slip up away of the mascara brush from being a fucking ICP. And I, I think <laughs> that I feel like that is a big difference between the connection for me between metal and punk because yeah. punk for me feels more genuine yeah. i guess and metal feels like it's more open to anyone who just kind of wants to like jump on that train but not necessarily because you're either good or you're not i was about to say kind of but there are hate but, everyone but there are still going to be people who like the awful shit oh, it yeah. seems like no matter what comes out metal wise whether it's good or bad it has a fucking crowd Sort of. My metal band never did. <laughs> it did, but it just wasn't a big crowd, but it didn't have a huge reach either, so that has a lot to do with it as well. True. All right. Well, that's. Uh, I'm pretty much done, right? We're done? No, we're not at all. We have more questions? Um, we do. We just have talked, so we're yeah. fucking windbags. We are. Um, how did you originally feel about this when you listened to this as like a 15-year-old? I don't really remember. I think I liked it. The whole thing? Or were there just certain songs? I'm not that sure you if at that time I was listening to full albums like I do now. I think at that time I was listening to, you know, like three or four of them. Okay. Where now is I put albums on. Would you recommend it today? Uh, 50-50. Does I'd it, recommend other punk albums before this. Does it also kind of depend on the person or does it just depend on where they it, are? It does. Within their like punk life. It, it, all of that. 
I, I think it's best of me to say I would give you about four other punk albums before I would give you this one. And since so it's the only NoFX album I listen to, I guess this would be the one I would recommend. <laughs> okay. Makes sense. And lastly, uh, would I choose to listen to this again? No. What? After no. all the things you've said? You're not going to listen to it again? <laughs> no, but I still feel like that's the thing. I think when we say that we choose to not listen to it again, we still have reached a point where we have listened to it. We're not necessarily like, I don't hate it. If you played it, I'd be like, oh, this is familiar. And I'd be like, yeah, something's sticking in my eye. Like, I would sing along to yeah. it. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that we don't go out of our way to seek it out. Because I'm not not open to it yeah. at the same time. Gotcha. Um, so now it's time to mention what's going to happen next, right? Yeah, you're going to tell me what I get to listen to. So the next thing that we're going to listen to is something that we are both familiar with. It's probably going to be something that is, I don't know, technically easier, to be honest. Um, it's something that's near and dear to my heart. I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I'm going to say we are going to listen to Led Zeppelin, the self-titled debut from Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin. I'm going to bring up a phrase that I haven't said in a little bit. Easy peasy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to get some rock cool. and roll moving through nice. us. So uh, once again, we appreciate everyone listening. Yeah. We For love sure. you uh, because we're fucking bleeding hearts. I'm so not. we love you so much. We just want you to cradle us and spoon us in bed. And we'll do the same to you. If you would rather us be the big spoon, we will fucking spoon you. Just let us know. Absolutely. Follow us on the social medias and I'll definitely spoon you. If you want us to rub your hair, your head, your scalp until you fall asleep, we will do what you need us to do. Just let us oh, know. Yeah. Just follow us on social media. We're on Instagram. Oh, yeah. We're on Facebook. Couple of Critics Podcast. And we will caress you to sleep if that is what you want. So uh, thanks for listening. Tell your people. And uh, I love you. (laughs) We love you so much. All right. Bye-bye. So much that we want to stick things in you. (laughs) In your eye. I'm out. I want to spoon you. Do you want to spoon me too?